Hi, I'm Dr. Emmanuel Aiko. The early signs of a heart attack can vary. The most common include squeezing across the chest, a feeling of unease, and a sense that something just isn't right. It can be easy to dismiss the early signs of a heart attack as the symptoms don't always feel severe. It's never too early to call 999 and describe your symptoms. Your NHS is here for you. Well, look at this! Here's the guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? You're an interesting man. Scott Lang. Um, I don't know who you are, but you've made a big mistake, okay? I'm an Avenger. I've called the other Avengers. You're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? <laughs> what? They all blur together after a while. You're not the one with the hammer. It's Thor. We get confused a lot. Similar body types. Who are you? Just a man who's lost a lot of time. I had the most beautiful dream. It was the perfect day. And all I could think about was how much I wanted to cut you all open and then climb inside your bodies. <laughs> so that we could stay one happy family. Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Ako, and I'm still very, very disappointed in, in my friend and yours, producer Dave, for not having watched a single episode of the amazing TV show that is Ted Lasso. I'm going to pass over to him so he can explain his, his bad behavior. Producer Dave, over to you. Hi, I'm producer Dave. I'm not even going to try and explain my bad behaviour. It's not bad behaviour. I've been focusing on <laughs> The Mandalorian, which I am reliably informed that my erstwhile colleague, Marcus E. Ako, has not even watched more than one and a half episodes. So back to you. You explain why you haven't watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, this is this is this is not it's not about me. It's not about this is not about me, uh, producer Dave. This is no, like, no, 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 no. I put it back on you. I put it back on put it back on you. Yeah, yeah. But you see, this is this is what this is what this this is what uh, the colleagues like uh, like my colleagues such as producer Dave does. They take an accusation and rather than take accountability, they they do a what about it you know, you know term and try to try to throw it back on me. At least I've watched an episode and a half of season three of Mandalorian, you, sir, haven't even seen half of a, what, a 40-minute episode 
of the first season of Ted Lasso. See what no, no, I did no. there? I, get, get, I put get, it in get, that revolving get, get, door. Get it, get it correct. Door. Get it right. Get it right. I have watched both first and second seasons of Ted Lasso. It's just the third oh, season. Okay. The last season, I haven't started watching yet. I'm focusing my efforts oh. all on Mandalorian. Then I'll catch up with Ted Lasso as I wish. Oh, um, apropos of nothing, and just to, just to talk about something slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't defend myself there. I, I, I am, I am going to get back into Mandalorian. I like I, I, the episode and a half that I've watched of season three. I liked. I do like the show. It's Mando is still my. He's, he's still great. I am going to go back into it. Um, I just I've been watching some other things at the moment. But speaking of Ted Lasso, which you haven't seen a single episode in season three, um, have you been listening to the to the podcast um, movies to uh, movies to uh, to die with? Oh, f- sorry, film, sorry, film, film, films to be buried with. Yes, um, I have. I, I, yeah, I've listened to another another um, podcast. This one I listened to was with Russell T. Davis, which was quite entertaining. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I, look. I I liked the guy as uh as I like Brett Goldstein as an actor in Ted Lasso. He plays Roy Kent, uh, and you are absolutely right. The more and more you listen to the podcast, yes, if if you listen to the podcast first and then go and watch Ted Lasso, you would not put the two of them together. His intonation and everything is just completely different from the character of Roy Kent. But also, I just I am draw he the the structure of it. That's a professional podcast there, and I'm just saying that it's a very good f- format that he does. You should go and listen to it if you haven't already. Um, it's the way he gets a, a an actor, a director, a, you know, personality to be on on board, and he presents them with all these questions, uh, you know, about their their career, their lives, etc., and then dives into the film side of things and starts with the premise of. Uh, how did you die? And you know, you, you're you're given the opportunity to create an elaborate um, sort of description as to how you have died, and are now coming to decide your movies. Uh, I really enjoyed. I have the same thing as you. I deep dived into it. I love the Adam the um, uh, and Adam Scott episode. Um, it's and it's it's good. It's 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 a very good show. Definitely want to go back in, carry on binge watching. And it's for re- I'm gonna blame Brett Goldstein. It's because of him I have not had time to to catch up on the Mandalorian. So I'm gonna stop <laughs> with the podcast and I'm gonna go back and start watching Mandalorian. Yeah, right. Okay. You're listening. Yeah, of course. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Acho. I'm producer Dave. And this is going to be one of those uh, Marcus and producer Dave, producer Dave and Marcus episodes where we're just going to be chatting about film and TV news, chatting about things that are happening uh, in the world of television and in the world of films, and talking about brand new shows that we've been watching, things that are coming up, etc., etc. So before we do uh, any of that, before we talk about films and TV shows that are actually coming up, let's jump into film and TV news. <laughs> So, film and TV news. Uh, we're gonna. We try not to dive. We've we've tried to. And please, please, Dave, correct me if you feel I'm if I'm I might be off the mark here. 
we try to avoid the salacious type of news, right? We tend to stick with sort of, you know, I, I, I guess emotions can always be in any type of film, any, any, type, any, any type of news story that goes out, there's always going to be some sort of emotion. There's always going to be some, you know, people on the right, people on the wrong, decisions being made, et cetera, et cetera. But we try to stay away from the things that are a little bit more personal. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but there are certain times where, where the two collide, the personal lives of the creatives and the uh, the work that they put on screen collide and cause us to do nothing but talk about it. I mean, you going back you you had a whole all the other all the other actors who have been cancelled the directors filmmakers producers who have been cancelled or decisions that people have made as as filmmakers to step away from certain projects one that jumps into my mind straight away is oh the actor i can't remember his, his name the one who stepped away from um from the hellboy remake because the character that he was supposed to be playing was uh, was of east asian origin but he was a white ed screen right and he stepped away from from the role because fans of the comic book you know they protested against the fact that he was stepping away or that he that he was being cast in that role and he put he put his hands up and said oh he's gonna step away we chatted about that right and we talked about stuff like representation and media and so on and so forth so that you know that kind of gives us carte blanche to talk about this news story, which I'm currently reading fandomwire.com. Uh, and they are the headline news today is Jonathan Majors rumored to be replaced by Black Mirror actor as Marvel desperate to save face to avoid Ezra Miller fiasco at Warner Brothers. Now, that headline is a mouthful, especially if you have no idea to what we're referring Let's break it down bit by bit. First of all, Jonathan Majors. Who's Jonathan Majors? Well, if you've been to the cinema recently, it's more than likely that you have seen Jonathan Majors. Not even just cinema, TV. If you turn on TV and you have subscribed to as many, you know, uh, television streaming services as I have, you would recognize his face. He uh, played Kang in the most recent uh, Marvel output, which is uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So he's the villain in that. He's also the villain in Creed 3, uh, plays against Michael B. Jordan. Uh, on TV, he was in the brilliant, brilliant show, uh, uh, Woodcraft Country. Is it Woodcraft? No, um, uh, not, not Woodcraft. Um, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Love, thank you. Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. He was fantastic in that. That's the first time I really saw him and said, this guy's a terrific actor. So he did Lovecraft Country. He was great. He was on Netflix, the film Harder Day Fall with Idris Elba. He was fantastic in that as well. So he this is an actor who was basically blowing up, right? Everybody who's chatted to him um, had nothing but great things to say about him. Until fairly recently, when it's, it's been alleged that he is that he's the perpetrator, the perpetrator of domestic abuse. Um, and obviously, there are still that case is still very much being investigated uh, because if you if you follow the the news and stories that are coming out, it, it's it's got a lot of moving parts in that particular story. Um, and it's and this is not me trying to justify or defend him. This is me taking a stance of, yo, y'all should step back for a second and wait before you pass judgment. Because 
a lot of times people are very quick to pass judgment when a headline comes out and then a week or two later something else comes out and then everything is like full 180 re reverse i'll throw a good example of that josie smollett like a few years ago um headline came out that he was uh attacked by um some maga fans and he was he had he was beaten up and had a noose put around his head and he had bleach thrown on him at 2 a.m on a chicago street and anybody who knows that story knows that literally two weeks later the first of all the story kind of got a little hink in it and then six months later that hink turned into a full-on oh my god what the f type situations going on because it again i'm gonna say allegedly he allegedly made up the entire thing with two guys who they planned the whole thing for him to try and get more fans and more followers or whatever uh, and so anyway, so all I'm saying is, with regards to whatever the situation is happening, I would say in this case, I'm taking the, I'm going to sit back and let things unfold before I make any kind of judgments. Anyway, that's just my little point on that little bit. Either way, because of that domestic abuse fiore that's happened, Jonathan Majors is, is experiencing a number of career-ending uh events if you will just recently he's been dropped you appreciate you brought this to my attention he's been dropped by his uh, man management company is it apparently his management company entertainment 360 have dropped him as of the uh 17th of april the news came through that they've, they've dropped him and that puts in doubt his continued involvement in the marvel universe i mean you, you know what marvel's like they they will drop you at the first instance uh, they did exactly the same thing with Gina Cara, Carana with The Mandalorian. As soon as that fury came up, she was out of it. She, you don't, Absolutely. You don't Absolutely. And not just her as well. I mean, with her, as hers was more uh, of a statement that she made on Twitter. Um, I think it's, it's about trans, about, it wasn't about transgenders, but it was more about um, uh, pronouns, gender pronouns, etc. So that kicked up a fuss. She made a joke about uh use you know your gender pronouns and a lot of people took offense to it and that kind of precipitated her removal from the mandalorian even though everyone critics and fans alike said that she crushed in that role but she got replaced and she's now been replaced by uh by um i can't remember the, the actress but she's now being replaced in that particular role but again that's not the only time james gunn as well directed god is the galaxy volume one and volume two so, so, massively um, transformed and pulled the MCU out of phase two's mire because everybody, even criti critics and fans, all agreed that phase two was heading for a severe decline until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 came and it pulled it back up. Everybody was like, okay, you're telling us a brand new sto story, brand new visuals, brand new characters. Absolutely 100% love it. And the... Uh, the thread of of what James Gunn injected into the MCU from that movie has been felt throughout because after he did that one, he did volume two, and you can see Thor Ragnarok. Um, that um, that basically is, that would have happened had James Gunn not done Guardians of the Galaxy volume one. 
But all I'd say, then what then happened around that time, as soon as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out, uh, again, very politically hot climate. Um, it was a time where a certain faction on the internet found it their life's work to go and dig through a whole bunch of people's previous Twitter feed, Twitter posts and Instagram posts and whatnot, and dig up a, a, a lot of negative, you know, previous posts at the time. And James Gunn was one of the people who was affected by that because um, maybe about 10, 12 years prior, he had been, he, what he described as having juvenile humor on the internet. And he posted a number of very, what we considered controversial tweets that after those got revealed, even though he came out and said, look, I'm not that person anymore. I was just trying to be an edgy comedian, putting that stuff out. Um, one of my brothers, uh, Marvel dropped him. They dropped him, even though he was in the middle of, of shooting. And it's not even, you know, it's not even shooting uh, volume three. Right. Um, but they dropped him from that. They dropped him from the project straight away causing a lot of fury. He, Warner Brothers didn't waste any time. They went and poached him so he can do Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. And after the cast and fans were like, no, do do right. They brought him back to come and finish off um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Volume 3. And that was basically him then cutting ties with uh, Marvel because now we know he's now co-head of uh, Warner Brothers so he's going to be revamping the Justice League uh, so not Warner Brothers sorry he's co-head of DC so he's going to be revamping Justice League and all those characters anyway that just to go and to say how the MCU or Marvel and Disney do not they're not shy at dropping people like that I mean one of the very first people from the MCU um, Terrence Howard right the original uh, Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodey, you know, the original um, uh, James, is it James Rhodes? Rhodey, you know, uh, Iron Man's uh, best friend um, who steps into the War Machine role. He was in the first Iron Man film, the very first film that kicked off the MCU. But due to uh, contract disagreements, wages disagreements, and so on and so forth, they dropped him for the very next movie and brought uh, Don Cheadle in, who has now made the role his own, and so on and so forth. So they are not shy at dropping and changing actors. So this situation now, where Jonathan Majors' management company, agency, and people are slowly starting to back away from him, um, I, 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 think, I think the rumors that are circulating that he's going to be dropped, even though they've just started off as him being Kang, he's appeared as Kang in both... Um, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania and at the end of Loki, the TV series, because they introduced his character there. Um, and obviously they've started shooting Loki, right, season two. So I'm sure he's going to be in that one as well. So what's that going to mean? If they drop him, they have to then reshoot majority of Loki. Any other films that have already been done with Kang in there, they have to recast and put him in there. Um, but anyway, Fandom Wire is speculating uh, that the actor that's going to be replacing him is is a Brit, Damson Idris. Uh, you, you might recognize him from Black Mirror, uh, from a show called Snowfall. He's popped up in a number of other films as well. He's a great. He's a he's a great talented actor. I'm, I'm just gonna put it. Uh, let me let me pause on the 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 fact that Jonathan Majors might potentially be dropped for this. Um, Damson Idris, for one, 
great actor. He is phenomenal. And it's not just because he's Nigerian. He is a fantastic actor as well. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. And whenever I've seen him in, whenever he's popped up, I'm like, yeah, okay, no, I agree. This guy is, he's, he's there. So um, I can't remember the, it was, there was a, which of the Black Mirror episodes it was, but he's, it was, that was the first time I did see him. Um, and yeah, in Snowfall popped up. Outside the Wire, that was the other one I remember seeing him in with, um, uh, what's his, with the other Marvel guy. Um, oh my, I'm dead. Falcon, um, Anthony Mackie, that's it, Anthony Mackie. So he was in that with Anthony Mackie. He's been in a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So he, obviously those Brits that have been watching stuff like Casualty and whatnot, you remember him in there. But he is a great, great actor. So now that, keeping that to one side, he is who is being speculated to step into Jonathan Majors' part. Now, the question is, producer Dave, in your opinion, do you feel, as things stand, Jonathan Majors should be dropped by Marvel, or should they wait to see how this his legal, you know, entanglement gets resolved before they make any such moves? Do you know what? There have been so many actors who have had their careers. M- ruined or put on pause indefinitely by legal accusations Mm -hmm. which either haven't played out or have not resulted in true you know you know there's all those rumors swirling around and the cancel culture is you get rid of them but nothing's been proven and i think that that marvel should actually take a breath and actually stick with him until such time as it's either yes he has been proved to do have done wrong or no that he has not been proved to have done wrong i mean you, you've talked about oh gosh what's his name the one who played um was it flash Ezra yeah the rooms have been swirling around with him for ages and ages and ages to be quite honest and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and they've stuck with him until such a point now they've just stopped stopped it but um, they oh, did stick with him, if you see what I mean. So well, they I think, you know, they, they, they need to have a little bit of loyalty and see how it plays out. As long as they, as long as um, there are no charges and what have you like that, they should just, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so now that you just mentioned that, that's gonna. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Oof, I apologize, residents. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I might step my, I'm gonna dip my toe in some very in slight hot water here, just for a second, okay? Um, oof. I, I, I have to take a deep breath before I say it. With the exception of James Gunn, right, in the examples I was giving, and, and the example you just given, um, James Gunn, in fact, even with the example you gave, which is Ezra Miller, right? Now, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers have stuck by him through and through with... Because he because the Flash movie's coming out and he's still there there's no there, there's nothing that's been said about him being replaced as Flash. There were rumors, but it was more fan rumors that uh Grant Gustin, who is Flash on t- you know TV TV version Flash, and who who in my opinion, oh i I really I I really like Grant Gustin as Flash. I know Ezra Miller brings something different to that Flash role. 
you know, take it as you will. Brian Gustin is the flash that I'm like, okay, no, you are really, really good. That's what I think you should be doing. You should be flash. Either way, even with all of that, he still hasn't been replaced. And the allegations for Ezra Miller have been numerous. I mean, they're kidnapping charges that are being thrown at Ezra Miller. Um, okay, I'll, I'll phrase it as alleged kidnapping charges based on stuff that he did in Hawaii. And it's like, with all of that, Ezra Miller still is in place. Whereas Jonathan Majors in kind of being thrown under the bus immediately with these rumors being circulating. The only the, and the toe I'm dipping in the water, which I hate to do it, but I'm gonna do it. Is there gonna be a racial component to it with the fact that whenever there is an actor of color that that steps what that happens to find himself in that kind of situation? It's immediately okay. Drop. Let's go and find someone else to replace him, as opposed to a situation where, he, as you said, Marvel should take a breath, wait to see how this thing plays out before you make any decisions. Kind of like what has been done with Ezra Miller. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Anyway. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll, but we'll see. Like I said, I, I personally, I'm gonna do the whole step back. I want to see how things are gonna go, and then you know, hey, who knows? In a month's time, more revelations may come out, and it, uh, I'll be, the, I'll be one of the people who says, you know what? I gave, I, I gave the, the room, the the case room to breathe, and this has now come out, and I'll stand by that. I will st absolutely stand by that. I'm not gonna condemn somebody based on, you know, without access to the evidence i'm not a detective i'm not in the situation to be able to see what's happening i'm just getting the news that's coming out which is filtered through all lenses all manner of different type of lenses to get to me so i'm gonna sit back and wait until something comes out i do hope as you said that marvel don't make the snap decision and just say we're just gonna avoid conflict and just drop him straight away because he's a terrific actor um we'll, we'll see how things go anyway You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. I'm producer Dave. And just before we jump to Spotlight, and in fact, I guess this, yeah, no, we'll, 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 uh, we'll talk qu very quickly about this before we jump to Spotlight. Uh, it's a new TV show that is on BBC that I think is terrific. And I just, I highly recommend if you get the chance, it's on iPlayer, it's on Catch Up, you can go check it out. It's called Colin from Accounts. Producer Dave, have you seen it? No, I haven't, but I have seen the adverts for it. And it does intrigue me because um, I, I know it's an Australian drama, but, uh, well, not even drama, comedy. But um, yeah, I haven't yes. had time to catch up with it yet. It's eight episodes, about 22 minutes per episode. It is Australian, Colin from Accounts. Uh, it, it stars... Uh, Patrick Brammel, and I think he, it, I think actually, I think the the two leads, Patrick Brammel and Harriet Dyer, are the ones who created the show as well. Um, and this is the tagline for it. So it says, Ashley and Gordon, two singlish complex humans, are brought together by a car accident and an injured dog. Flawed, funny people choosing each other and being brave enough to show their true selves and navigating lives, their life together. Now. That kind of takes away from the story, but you need to check it out. It is, it's a good show. It is, it has, it, it, it it's too short for my liking. I'm like, as in the eight episodes, you can, I would easily have watched another eight episodes, but hey, they always say, leave them wanting more, right? 
Um, so the, the every character in there is a well-rounded character. Uh, it is a great comedy. I think it's funny. It's no Ted Lasso. Don't get me wrong. No Ted Lasso. It's not going to knock that off that chart. But I really, really enjoyed it. I think the performances are terrific. I think the character writing is is brilliant. Like I said, everybody is a well-rounded character. Everybody, you see them as a villain or as a hero at any given point. Or rather, not even a villain, as crazy or as sane at any given point. That's better, a better description description because each person comes out as being crazy each person comes out as being sane at various points definitely highly recommend that you go check it out it's colin from accounts you can get it on bbc iplayer anyway without further ado let's jump into spotlight Now, for our spotlight session this week, uh, producer Dave brought to my attention that there were a number of uh, reboots and uh, remakes that were coming out of uh, coming out of the woodwork. Now, obviously, each year there are going to be <coughs> a certain number of reboots and remakes. But as soon as he mentioned it, it just struck me. It was like I haven't really paid any attention on what you know the ones that are coming out. But before we jump straight into it, and I'm, I'm sure producer Dave, you've told us your opinion on this. But what is your opinion on rebooting or remaking something a, a film that already exists it depends on on the actual film that they're going to remake if it's something that is a classic or has gone down as a modern classic then i'm going to view it warily if it's something that came out was good for its time but didn't get the attention it deserved and it's going to be remade then i then i applaud it if you see what i'm saying yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, I, I think I, I'm with that as well, because I, I know a lot of people are very sacred about certain things. And I, myself included, there are, are certain films that when I've heard rumors of them being remade, and the one that springs to mind for me is uh, Back to the Future. This was years ago, maybe even a decade ago, where there were talks of rebooting Back to the Future with Justin Bieber in the Marty McFly role. And instantly I was like, stay away from it. Don't just leave now. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, other than that, there have been other films that have been rebooted, which I really, really like. For example, um, the Ocean's Eleven's movie, movies, uh, um, they were rebooted from the Rat Pack, you know, movies from the, the 60s and 70s. I, I liked the Rat Pack version, but I love uh, the Soderbergh version with Clooney and Pitt, etc., those films, for me, really, really like them. Uh, what The other one is The Thomas Crown Affair. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the Steve McQueen version. Loved, absolutely, 100% loved the Pierce Brosnan version. Uh, that, it just, it is so, that movie itself, the, 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 the climax scene in, in the museum, if you haven't seen it, with Nina Simone's Cinnamon playing is just unbelievable cinema it just brought everything to that one moment and it's just music paying off with action it's a fantastic movie prefer that to the original so that's why i'm not adverse to you know yeah, what you call it to remakes and reboots etc but anyway we've done a lot of preamble let's jump into some of the remakes uh, and reboots that are 
coming our way in 2023. Now I'm on uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, website. They have they have a, an article called the 55 most anticipated movies of 2023. We're not going to go through all of them. We're just going to go through the ones that are reboots or remakes of uh, of you know original property. Like for example, Creed three. Now that's not really a reboot. Oh, in fact, it, it kind of is. It's a reboot, right, of the Rocky franchise. But it's been going on on, on its own that it doesn't really fit the mold. Do you agree, Pretty Dave? Or do you feel that counts as as we should include it in this list of reboots and remakes? I, I don't think it should do, actually, to be quite honest. I mean, the one that spring, sprung to mind, which was pretty awful, um, was Firestarter, a, a, a uh, Stephen yeah. King film. The original film was um, Wanting. It was made in 1984 and it was Wanting. It was no way as good as the book. It was terrible. And from reports of the reboot of the 2022 film, which I think came over here this year, earlier this year, is just as bad. Uh, they messed up. So it's, um, you know, this is one of those reboots that had the potential of improving on the um the original and failed miserably as far as I'm okay concerned. okay fair enough that's good that's a good that's a good example another one that's just that is coming out i think it's already out is dungeons and dragons honor amongst thieves uh now this one is a reboot because obviously there was dungeons and dragons like in the early 90s which was terrible so uh, this one now has chris pine hugh grant reggie jean page Michelle Rodriguez, so it's got good talent behind it, and I've actually I haven't seen it yet, though I've heard good things about uh, this version of Dungeons and Dragons. Have you seen this version? No, not yet. It's um, not long in the cinema, so no, I haven't okay. seen it yet. Fair enough. Okay, next one. I'm pretty sure you would have rushed out to go and see this the moment it came out at the cinema, and it is the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, did you go see that? No, haven't seen it. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprised. I wanted to go see it because obviously there was the whole hubbub that had come out about the fact that Chris Pratt was voicing Mario and uh, a lot of a lot of issues about that. I had no problem with it. I'm a huge Chris Pratt fan uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy and Parks and Rec, etc. Um, but I really wanted to go see it, and I, and I thought the kids wanted to go see it as well. Um, and I, I, I managed to secure some premiere seats as well. Um, and I was going to surprise them. And on the day, I was like, hey, guess what movie we're going to go see today? Uh, and they're like, oh, is it, uh, it Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? And I was like, no, that's not coming out until July. And they're like, oh, okay, what is it? I said, Super Mario Bros. movie. And they both went simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what? <laughs> um, Okay, fair enough. But I get so I'm going to watch this at some point, but obviously when it comes out on TV. But uh, obviously it's reboot. There's there's the video game, the Super Mario Bros. video game. But then there's also the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, right? The Bob Hoskins, uh, John Leguizamo, uh, John Leguizamo, Leguizamo, Leguizamo. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so let's let's move on from then. Then there's another one, which is another reboot, which is. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Do do you remember Evil Dead Rise, or do you remember Evil Dead? Yeah, I remember Evil Dead and this, all the other Evil Deads that came after it. And I think to myself, Oh God, why, why, why do you need to? 
<laughs> hey, I mean, okay, so The Evil Dead was the first one. Then there was Evil Dead 2, which was great. That was the one that I really latched onto. Um, and then Evil Dead Army of Darkness. That was the third one, which basically switched it from horror to, to fantasy romp. Then you had the TV series Ash versus the Evil Dead, which was brilliant. I really enjoyed the TV series. And then they rebooted it with a new cast, going back to the original, doing Evil Dead. Uh, and they just they moved, they took away all the comedy from it and just mainly made it a horror, pure horror film, which I thought was very, very good. It had, oh, I keep forgetting her name, but she's from that TV show, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I keep forgetting her name, but she's in it and she's terrific in it as well. But this is now the sequel of that movie. So it is Evil Dead Rise. It's supposed to be coming out so maybe sometime uh, in, uh, actually it says it's opening out April 21st, but that might be in America. So it might be coming out later on this year. Anyway, so that's that's one that's on there as well as a reboot. Then there's obviously the highly controversial the Little Mermaid reboot, which is live action, and they've uh, they've done a, a, a race. A, um, what is it? Um, a blind race. You know, color uh, color blind casting. That's what they call it. Color blind casting, which is what kicked up a lot of fuss, where a lot of people were saying that Ariel is not black. Um, do you plan to go see The Little Mermaid or Producer Dave? Are you going to side with the people who say Ariel is not black and refuse to watch this movie? I didn't even see the first one, so I'm not that sure that I'll go and see it. I'll probably end up watching it, but not for the reasons why <laughs> the detractors are, are saying not to go and see it. It will be my decision and not theirs, if you see what I mean. I'm not part of the cancel culture on this one. If you say so. I was trying to... I was trying to match you up with uh just like steer you in one particular direction to lock you in but no you you wiggled through and so you're not <laughs> wiggled you're, through <laughs> yeah you're not you're not gonna see it but not for the reason i'm i'm placing okay mm. fair enough I, i'll probably watch that when it comes out on tv when it comes out most likely on disney plus uh i'll i'll, I'll check that out then you're listening to shoot the breeze on resonance 104.4 fm i'm marcus e Ako. and i'm producer dave and we are going through uh, Rotten Tomatoes' uh, top five, uh, top 55 most anticipated movies of 2023. But we're only looking for the ones that are reboots um, and spin-offs of, uh, of of previous material. Uh, for example, um, let's see. Scrolling through the list, there's The Exorcist. So this is one that you mentioned. I didn't even know that there was a reboot that's being done, but you pointed this out, producer Dave. Uh, it is directed by David Gordon Green, who is quite known for a lot of stuff. In fact, I'm just going to do a quick search for David Gordon Green. Um, why do I, I? I remember him. Halloween. Did he do? Oh yeah, he yeah. That's it. That's the he did the the last two Halloween movies. So he three. did Halloween. Is it last two or last three? Three. He did all three of them, right? So he did Halloween, uh, which was great. Which everyone said revamped the. It, it pumped blood into the Halloween franchise because it was literally Laurie Strode versus Mike Myers and everyone loved that. Then he did Halloween Kills, which everyone said, no, nah, that went off the rails because it got the entire town involved in it. And then he said, oh, Halloween Ends is going to be fantastic. It's just a build to that. And then that just tanked massively because it just it wasn't even about 
um, Mike Myers is about someone completely different. Anyway, so um, the one thing I remember him for was that he started off as one of those very cerebral type directors directing like indie favorites and then jumped in and did Your Highness with Danny McBride. And it's like, what? Okay, fair enough. Anyway, that's long and short of it is he is directing the reboot of The Exorcist, which is expected to come out in October this year. And uh, it stars Leslie Odom Jr. If you've seen Hamilton, you'll know him as um, as uh, Burr. Burr. Um, he's kind of the antagonist to um, Lin Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. Um, so he's in it. He's great. He's a great actor. Um, Ellen Burstyn as well is in it. Uh, and Anne Dowd are in it as well. So don't know. I mean, I guess it's still going to be the same sort of thing. So it says Ellen Burstyn is set to reprise her starring turn. So I guess they are still. Oh, in fact, it says here The Exorcist is a follow up to the original and the seven, the nineteen seventy three original only. So it's so it's skipping Exorcist two and three, and basically coming up directly after. Um, Father Marin jumps out the the window, right? So, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, is this something you're looking forward to? Having seen the original, um, I, I really don't think you could repeat. You, you, I don't think anyone could reboot that. I don't think that could be redone. So, yeah. um, after seeing the original several times, yeah, this is something that I'd be interested in seeing. I, I've seen, oh gosh, uh, Exorcist Two, and um, I have to agree with uh, Mark Kermode, who Tarana said it was a pile of um, dogs. <laughs> oh, horse <laughs> manure. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'll be keen to see what they do with it, the, the follow-up after the, the 1973 original, okay. what they make of it, yeah. All right, fair enough. And then we'll wrap up our spotlight section with two final reboot movies. One is Wonka, which is a it's obviously a uh, it's a I guess a prequel if you will for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or I guess you said Charlie and the Chocolate Factory but also Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, but this is basically focusing on Willy Wonka and it's his origin story. Timothy Chalamet steps into the offbeat shoes of a young Willy Wonka in this origin story, which captures the budding chocolatier as he crosses paths with the Oompa Loompas. So it's got Timothy Chalamet. You recognize him from things like Dune, Call Me By Your Name, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Olivia Coleman is in it. Sally Hawkins is in it. Rowan Atkinson is in it. Ke Keegan-Michael Key is pretty much in everything. He was in Su Super Mario Bros. Uh, as well. Whatever. He's in everything that's there. But yeah, he's in it as well. Um, so that's Wonka. It's going to be coming out in December, so in time for Christmas. And then the second one is The Color Purple which is the you know the color purple the whoopi goldberg spielberg type movie uh, type not spielberg type movie he did direct the color purple um this is going to have danielle brooks Haley uh, halle berry not ha not halle berry catwoman halle berry uh but um halle bailey. Halle yeah. bailey sorry um who's from uh little mermaid if i'm not mistaken uh taraji p henson lewis gossett jr uh um her, H-E-R, uh, Corey Hawkins, Dion Cole is going to be in it. So it's the musical which nabbed the Tony for its revival uh, on the Great White Way in 2016, makes its way to the silver screen just in time to close out the year. 
So it says, be on the lookout for R&B phenom H-E-R. I believe, is it H-E-R? Is it pronounced, is it said as H-E-R? Or is it said as her? I think it's H-E-R, to be quite honest. Okay. Who makes her screen debut in the early 2000, sorry, in the, in, in the early 1900s set Southern epic? You know, I haven't seen the original Color Purple. Oh God, you need to watch that. That is such a good film. Uh, right. I think I think um, I gave that to my mum years and years and years ago as a, a video, and she loved it. She watched it constantly. She thought she didn't even call it the color purple. Purple. She just referred to it as Sealy. She thought it was brilliant. So oh, yeah, okay. I think it's I think it's a really good film as well. I think it was one of the one of the films that made me realize that Steven Spielberg was not only action and adventures it was really well done absolutely absolutely okay i've heard nothing but good things about it so i'll definitely want to check it out um right so i know we, we finished this uh, this segment with spotlight i know we're oh, about no, no 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 because we oh. only all we did was finish the ones on the movies what about tv reboots there's several tv reboots oh. in, in the offing, offing as well um and i've got oh, yeah. this Hold on. okay you've got a list I've got a list and it's from looper.com um, and their title of, of it is Upcoming TV Reboots You Didn't Know Were in the Works. The, one of the first ones they mention is the Flintstones that will return older and anxious in bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that the original incarnation of the Flintstones was one of the first primetime animated series, a loose but obvious cartoon clone of the Honeymooners. Honeymooners taking place in the pun-filled Stone Age town of Bedrock and following the adventures of F Fred, Wilma and Pebbles Flintstone, as well as their neighbours Barney, Betty and Bam Bam Rubble. Which is it animated is, or is, is it? Well, I think it's animated. I think it's animated. We know, we know that it had, was it two or was it three films, live action films made of it? What they're saying is uh, they're going to take a new look, a new take on the contemporary Stone Age family um, as a as a more up-to-date Stone Age family, if you see what I mean. So yeah. watch out for sort of uh, Stone Age type mobile phones and what have you, probably, to be quite honest. Oh, I don't know if that's going to go down well, but hey. <laughs> well, yeah. we could just wait, but wait and see. And I think it's due to premiere either later on this year or early next year okay and what else is on the list uh frazier oh, yes i heard about that mm. because that is going to be if i remember correctly they're going to switch it where um kelsey grammar frazier he's he's still if i remember correctly he's still going to be in it but the uh, dynamic is going to shift where it's going to be he's kind of playing his dad because the actor plays dad obviously uh, he died a few years ago um, about 10 years ago actually um, so he's going to now be the old cranky guy while either his son or someone else is going to step in as now the main Frasier character is, 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 that, is that what it says? Something like that yeah um, he's, he's moving back to Boston where yes. he was in Cheers he's going to get back together with his ex-wife um, Merith no, no, no not Merith, Lilith Lilith yeah yes. and that his adult son Freddie will be uh, portrayed by a new cast member. Yes. Okay. So um, Nas and Daphne's college-age son will also appear, uh, but Nas and Daphne won't. Won't. What? 
Mm-hmm. David Hyde Pierce is not coming back? Apparently so. He was what made that show. Yeah, I know. I know he was he was brilliant in that that role. But uh, right. yeah, apparently okay. he's not he's not there. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. He might tell. Uh, then there's Ali McBeal. Oh no, really? Yeah, they want to bring that one back as well. So okay. uh, it's in development, they said. In development. Okay. Yes. yes, that was announced in development. So we, we, we wait with bated breath to see what else is coming on that one. I give that one season. <laughs> because it was of its time. It is, yes. it, 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 there have been, you know, the whole idea, the reason why it caught fire was because obviously you didn't have that many uh, strong female characters on screen. That was one thing. But also the fact that they made it really kooky and you had crazy characters who just were out there. There were hallucinations and so on and so forth. That was, you know, it, it was it was weird back then. Now it's like it's it's just gonna be a joke, and it's gonna. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I give it one one season, but hey, let's see what happens. Okay, there's, right. a, there's a there's a few more. Starsky yeah, and no. Hutch. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what next? Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Do they have a cast yet? Well, you know that Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson brought it back with a movie. Uh, with I know, Huggy I know Bear. they did. Yes. Yeah, uh, and Snoop, Snoop Dogg, Dogg is Huggy Bear. Yeah, is yeah. Huggy Bear. Apparently, Fox has announced that they're working on a new version of Starsky and Hutch, and that was earlier this year. So it was, it's going to center on the detective duo, but it hasn't got any casting at the moment. So we, again, wait for more news on that. And there's, All right. there's uh, well, apart from that, I'm, I'm diverging from the list. There's another couple as well. Harry Potter. Uh, yes, I've heard about Harry Potter, where they're rebooting it as a TV series, but they're going to do... Uh, each book is going to be a season long. Um, uh, that I mean, I I think that one's going to go the way of like the G Game of Thrones kind of thing, where oh, actually maybe not even Game of Thrones, maybe more the um, Lord of the Rings. What they're doing with Lord of the Rings, I think that's how that's going to be received because it, it, the the movies weren't that long ago. They they you know they they're still fresh in our memories. We still played it for our kids and whatnot. So then bring back bring a TV series is going to be no. We got we still got the films. We got the films on on Netflix and on or HBO or whatever. We can just stream it and watch it in good quality. You're going to be putting it on TV with lower budgets, maybe brand new actors who we haven't associated with, and as such. I think after the first season, it'll get cut. They'll, they'll do two seasons tops. That one I'll give two seasons tops. Well, think of it this way. Um, Harry Potter, the original, the first one, was done in 2001. So it's 22 years old this year. Yes, I agree. So, so 22 years. 22 sure. years. Yeah, 22 years old this year. So what they're trying to do, I mean, the, the films have been on TV innumerable amount of times. And one of the complaints that a lot of people who read the books had of the movies was that they cut out a lot of other bits that form part of the movie, uh, the books, to make the movies, particularly about the, um, the oh gosh, what they call again, the imps. Yes. Yeah, um, and the ghosts and stuff like that. They were pivotal in certain respects. So what they want to do is they want to bring those in and take an entire series to 
ensure that everything is in there. So okay. I, I think that might be a good idea as long as they do it right. That, but that's the problem, though. The problem is, I, I, I don't, I, I think the fact that they've got the idea to do it now, they're going to run the idea try and get it done they're not going to spend enough time doing it they're not going to put enough in the budget to do it i know i'm being very very pessimistic but you know it's what's going to happen they're going to they're going to do a fantastic first episode blow their entire budget on the first two episodes just so that they can bring people in and then they're going to cheap out on the rest of it and <laughs> with with what you just said where they're going to say all the imps and what were the the characters and story uh, storylines in the first book that um, they weren't shown in the film. They're going to pay reference to it just so they can say, well, we told you we were going to do that and then move back into what the the storyline was for the film and then go back with exactly the film was going to be. So what fans are going to be they're like, well, so why am I watching this where I've had to watch, I've had to spend, and how many episodes is it going to be? Is it going to be a 22 episode season arc? If it's America, that's what we'd like to do. Or is it going to be like a 12-episode arc? So you're going to spend 12 hours at least watching that when you can just watch the two-hour or two-and-a-half-hour version, which, yes, I agree. They may have cut a lot of stuff out of the books, but it was still a good, it was still a very good movie. Even though you had child actors who didn't know how to act, you still were able to buy them as those characters. And we grew with them. And... That and they're still alive. They're still there. They're so they're still they're still young enough. That I look at the Daniel Radcliffe, and every now and again, I still think of him as Harry Potter. Right? They're still <laughs> that young looking that it, they haven't broken away from that image. So rebooting it, and then there's obviously all of the stuff that's happened with you know outside of it with you know uh, what's her name J.K. Rowling. Rowling yeah yeah J.K. Rowling and and the controversy that she's had with regards to her views on on trans people and so on and so forth the, you know the fact that the there was a game that came out the Harry Potter game came out and there was a whole campaign to boycott the game which she didn't really have that much of a connection to whereas this one it's a direct connection to her books and to her story. So those people are going to be even more enraged and want to go out. And there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them out there. They yeah. don't want this to happen. So I think I think that I think you know HBO will milk the controversy for at least one, maybe two seasons, and then it's just going to pitter out and it'll die out. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, the, the other one. <laughs> And the last one, as far as I'm concerned, is um, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, they've already started doing that with power, right? Not power, with um, uh, Rings of Power. Well, so they've already, yeah. So accordingly, um, Rings of Power is not based on based on the books, or, or that it doesn't impact on the books in any way, shape, or form. They just want to reboot the entire films, the, the Lord yes. of the Rings films, the three the three books. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, again. Um, in in some respects, I can see why they might want to do it, but I really don't see the point. To be quite honest, same here. It's again the same kind of situation. You still you have Elijah Wood still knocking around, who could easily go back and become Frodo again. So I I really don't know why they're doing. It. Well, I know why they're doing it. It's a cash grab. They're looking yeah. at it and saying, people know what this is, people like it, so we're just going to keep pumping that cow for, for its milk. 
So, uh, but hey, we'll see how it goes. See, see what it's like. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I want to thank you for taking uh, an hour out of your day to listen to us. Or you haven't taken it out. You might be washing the dishes or or doing work and listen to us ramble about remakes and a whole bunch of other stuff. We want to thank you very much for doing that. And we'll keep doing it until you tell us that you're bored of it. And we might stop. Who we'll knows? We'll see. Um, thank, thank you to Resonance FM for not listening to us and allowing us to carry on using their airwaves to pump out our stuff. Uh, go and support them. Go on to resonancefm.com. Listen to all the other shows that are on there on their SoundCloud and give donations to them. Donate to their causes. They're a very nice, nice group of people, an arts charity charity organization. Go help them out and let them know to shoot the breeze sent you. Uh, so we're going to be back again next week. Uh, what I want to talk about, Producer Dave, this is homework for you. If you haven't already watched it, go and check out Jordan Peele's Nope, N-O-P-E, because we're definitely going to be talking about that next week. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let me just check. Have you seen that movie yet? I will by next week. Very good. That's good. Excellent. Go check out Nope, and we'll have a long conversation about it. Uh, you've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I have been Marcus E. Akko. I'm still producer, Dave. Then thank you very much for listening. And speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.